Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seabach, we come together with microphones between us to talk about just the stuff that we come across in this industry, how we put consumers first, and what we're learning day by day running our 82-person team that's going to sell over between seven and 800 houses this year. Awesome. So today is a pretty, is a pretty exciting topic because we used the Zillow word. But we also use lead conversion. And when you combine what Zillow taught us about lead conversion, we've got more people in our studio audience than normal. And so we're excited to have you. David, even with the camera on, he looks like he is sitting ready to take notes. What's up, David? Raul, always good to see you, man. Carlos. Raul. Carlos is a driver. That guy, Carlos is probably sees more houses than anybody because he's always driving to properties when he's on the podcast. Either that or he lives in the outskirts of town and that's just, yeah. Yeah, or he's in Texas and maybe it's dinner time there. Oh, uh, no, actually, it's a, big, <laughs> it's a big state. He probably yeah. covers a large territory. Well, oh, right, right. But um, so this week I, I got the chance to facilitate the uh, Florida Association of Realtors RE Bar Camp. And that means- I don't think that everybody knows what RE Bar Camp is. Well, okay. Uh, an unconference. An, a, bar, a bar camp is an event that- um, typically in, in the real estate industry, it actually started in the technology industry and it was a way for developers to kind of sit around and talk about different topics where they would just kind of have no official presenter. But if they wanted to talk about, I don't know, going to the moon, then this group of people would get together into a room to all discuss that. In real estate, when we all join together, typically right before a conference is going to be hosted, like the Florida Association of Realtors Conference is happening today. And tomorrow, which means yesterday, they had the real estate bar camp. So everybody can show up a day early and then they come to this unconference. And an unconference or an RE bar camp is when everybody shows up in the morning and they write down on post it notes topics that they would like to sit around in, in circles to discuss. And so we had short term rentals was a topic, prospecting, lead generation, Teams 101. We had ratings and reviews. We had all of these fun, marketing, business topics in real estate. And so then people broke off into different groups to discuss them. That's what RE Bar Camp is. Interesting. I thought it was like a blogging conference. So I'm that's glad because blogging typically is because when you went to an RE Bar Camp, which for the first time was probably in 2011. Who was the lady with the curly hair? She had one of the best. Drew Bloomfield? Drew Bloomfield. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At, at home in Scottsdale. Yeah. At home right? in Scottsdale. Yeah. She was a blogger. Yeah. And, and because blogging was hot then, there was a lot of topics about, there's a lot of sessions about blogging. Oh, I see. Now what seems to be hot is like email marketing, teams, and ratings and reviews. Um, personal brand was a session that was multiple times where we had, there was a couple of people there from New Jersey and from, um, I believe it was South Carolina where they've got, you know, millions of views on YouTube and whatnot and Instagram from the content that they put out. And so then there, did they have millions of sales off of those millions? Yes. Of views? No, but millions of dollars of, of revenue, but anyway, okay. um, it was awesome. It was Great. fun. Okay. So how are you going to tie that into Zillow? How, what we learned from Zillow lead conversion? I was just setting up, I, I, I was attempting to do a quick shout out to the people that I met there that complimented our podcast. Who is that? But then you took me off no, the no, tangent okay. of what's, who, what is our who, who did you meet that listened to our podcast? Like you want to give a shout out to? I mean, Sean Carpenter, first of all, he is. Who does he work for? Well, himself, Carp Consulting is Carp. his business. He okay. works for Coldwell Banker. He's based out of Columbus, Ohio. If anybody is looking for a realtor in the country, you could probably reach out to Sean Carpenter and he knows like 
the top agents everywhere. He will travel. He's at the Florida Association of Realtors Conference speaking. He's at the Georgia Association of Realtors Conference speaking. He's been to the Arizona. He, he is into consulting and helping agents build their business. He coaches the top 50 agents in his marketplace just on, he's a creative guy that understands relationships and he helps give people ideas, whether it's creativity or systems on how to build their business. And actually the 4-H club is one that he was talking to me about in the airport as we were um, waiting for our flights. And we should have, we're, let's have him on actually. All right, we'll have good. him on to talk about the 4-H club and how he, like the systems that he gives his coaching clients to, to sell more houses. Awesome. But, and um, then Bill Risser. Bill Risser is there. He's going to be on our podcast on yes. August 9th. And actually, Bill no, has September one of the 9th. More, uh, I would say, hot trending podcast because he interviews Joe Rand and they called Rand and Raving. It's been a massive success, I would say. Yes. So okay. we're going to have him on. And then there's another gentleman that I met, Anthony. We call him Mal. His last name starts with M A L. I think it's, I'm not even going to butcher it. But anyway, Anthony, super nice guy out of Tampa, Florida. Um, my Tampa agent is his brand, is his team that he runs. And he also complimented about uh, listening to our podcast. Wow. That, yeah. Outstanding. Isn't that fun when people, when you yes. find people and yes. they like actually consume some of the content that we put out? I so. know, but I like the people that show up in, in, you know, we can see their faces. It's my favorite. So. Yes. All right. Katrina. Thank you guys. All right. Good yes. job. Welcome. All right. So let's get to our, we see you, Katrina. Thank you. for So the face. I thought it was a great idea that we would come out and talk about because um, the reason is because I got a call from one of my favorite teams in the Valley. So she calls me. And she says, um, I was going to say you called yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> no, she's got a team of seven people. They do about 50 million, 60 million, somewhere in that range. So she called me and she said, I got some question about splits. I want to talk about that. And um, she was talking about growth. And I was talking about how splits can prevent your growth. And we get into that conversation. And then she said, are you still doing that Zillow? You know, are you like what? Because she doesn't do Zillow. And I know the there's a lot of a lot of people that don't do Zillow, but there's actually things that we learned from Zillow that we can help others learn from Zillow. Not because we don't care if people use Zillow or not, but there are things that really it's funny when you do lead conversion, because we did internet lead conversion from 2000. Well, I did it from 2005 right. until, but really as a team and, and I really like looking other than, because in 2005 to 2011, I was just looking, I was just trying to sell houses and there wasn't no thought to uh, speed. The lead was like, Oh, I got to call the leads. Right. Like it, no, anyway, we didn't, we didn't call the leads then. Right. We waited for them to call us. Yes. But um, the point is that we've been, we did online leads 13, 14, 15, 16. We really didn't get in. I'll call it in bed with Zillow until like, in a dedicated fashion until about a year and a half ago, but there are things because they've brought some things to the table that we can share. So let's, let's get after it. Unless anyone wants to chime in and say there was something they would like to know. So. I think one of the clarifications because this podcast is going out across the country is that we are a flex Zillow flex marketplace. And that means that you can't call Zillow in Phoenix and say, I would like to buy a portion of a zip code. Excellent. So when people say, oh, I stopped sending my, I stopped, I canceled my Zillow ad spend. Well, in a Zillow flex market, there's no, ad no more ad spend. Right. They have chosen teams that they have selected to send their connections to. 
And then those chosen teams are then monitor their appointment rates, their conversion rates, their closing rates, inside their, their CRM, rates right? are all tracked inside of their CRM. And then we have a weekly call with Zillow that brings our focus in check once a week to see how we're doing, how many deals we put under contract this week and whatnot. And they get paid that, 35% on every deal that we close of the leads that they send us correct on the first two deals that they of any lead the first two deals and then after that it's our deal so we kind of look at it like a lost leader because we're in the lead convention i mean one of the points i wanted to make about this is that just for everybody out there is real estate advertising is amping up amping right? up like 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 to, to raise a tenfold, right? Like, yeah, it is, it is like, so we it locally, I'm sure that actually it's around the country of 72 sold. You have Zillow, you have rocket homes. That's getting into the mortgage business. You have home Depot that's getting into the, into the agent business. I mean, uh, rocket homes is putting out agents. Like the reality is, is our space is actually getting more competitive. I didn't think it could get more competitive, but it is. And you need, a national like either you don't even have to you spend, even mention you know. the the curators the boomtowns the sinks the kv cores the z buyers the all of these different crms that all sell the idea of pay us and we'll generate leads for you i actually got why a there's a hundred and but isn't from, that, when, what was, the when, stat? I was florida, the stat? when i was in florida one of the guys that i was talking to said that there was 140 million he heard somewhere there was 140 million leads sold last year for real estate and only 5.8 million houses that transacted. Right. So, so there's so two less, sides. So less than there's number. two sides of a transaction. So that let's say that that's 12 million roughly leads. If you didn't have any multiple sellers right. or multiple buyers, 12 million leads, 140 million were sold. So that's is that 10x? <laughs> that is 10x. Right. Like that's a lot more leads that are sold than leads that are converted. Yeah. So I, I think our goal with this podcast is to help people be more focused on the best leads and 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 we're going to get into that so you want to start off what, what do you think is the what is the number one thing that you learned from lead conversion zillow lead conversion film is that we just have to try harder to talk to the leads if the leads aren't calling you you have to come up with strategies to get that lead on the phone faster that to me is one of the uh in with the zillow leads there it sounds so easy though just talk to the lead but I, it, I but in question about that so Great. on you guys is like I get live transfers from Zillow Premier in Texas. We don't have what you guys have. Um, I guess that only certain teams and then they charge you the 35%. I pay a flat fee of, a, of an amount that I'll keep to myself a month to Zillow for them to do live transfers. I get anywhere between 10 to 12 calls a month. Yep. And again, that's my market, but like, so it's How the same, you? but we pay on the back end, not the front end. And then we get more like and, this, this, and, this month, we're going to get 200 connections versus, you know. And in addition to the live transfers, which we get, we also get uh, leads assigned to us that are just nurture leads where they weren't able to get them on the phone to live transfer them to us. Yeah. But the person requested some information and then it's our job to chase that person to get them on the phone. Are you getting yeah, tra- we, are, do you get get training, too, Carlos? I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I got, I signed up for the training. I took like the first two classes, then there was a bug and I never like pursued it again. But yeah, I'm still a premier agent and, you know, but I mean, I, get, honestly, get, we... I'd rather, I have more closings through Zillow. Um, I have more closings through Zillow. So 
I mean, it really evens out. I actually, honestly, I'd probably like to pay the 35% uh, for two leads. And then, then I get my six months. Is that the way it works? No, no, it does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> that no, sounds good. No. <laughs> for the first two no. years, we, 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 we used to have what he does. So he pays X amount of dollars for X amount of leads. That's what Silo's Premier used to be here. Now it's the 35%. And they pick the teams that. And yeah, it's 35%. Pay, it's per deal. It's per deal. It's 35% per lead. So every lead that comes over for their. For two transactions or two years, we have to pay them 35%. Yeah, no, then then I guess my my deal is sweeter because two deals, two deals, and I paid for my six months and then I've closed another four. Right. So, well, yeah. look, they've told us this is still a pilot program that we're on, right? right. They, it obviously isn't in all markets, but they're still testing it. Here. The, the difference but anyway, is, is that but we get our, our zip codes were sold out. So you could not His buy more. Too. Right. But in this, in the flex program, the better you do, the higher you convert at, the more leads that they send you. Right. So it's performance based. It's performance based. instead of credit card. So it's, it's like Op City. It is a, like Op City. Yeah. It is like Op City. Yes. I mean, although we have found the leads from Zillow are better than the Op City leads. So yeah, but same similar concept. Similar concept. All right. But so, the reason why what we're saying, Carlos, is because talking to the lead because a lot of times agents think that they're bugging leads a lot of times they think that the you know I, I i can't touch someone seven times in a day or eight times in a day but it's understanding how competitive the leads out there and if you aren't talking to the lead you have no i mean it's just like to me press hard to talk to them no matter what because the, the thing is, is one of the ways that you can press hard to talk to them, because in the Zillow world, you get credit for two types of appointments, an in-person appointment and I see it, a this. virtual appointment. Yeah. And so that's not like that was a big thing for us is that, look, not everybody is going to be here in town. Not everybody is going to want to meet you at that property. But a lot of people will take that virtual meeting with you. And so, but it's dangle, the urgency for dangle the appointment, the appointment yeah. dangle the virtual appointment. I'm going to be at this house. If somebody comes in, uh, if you know they're looking for a $300,000 house, then you need to be at, you need to see, go see $300,000 houses and offer a virtual, offer a walkthrough, offer a video to entice them to get that meeting. But you even have to incent it. Like you have to, like to me, uh, number two is, for those who have taken notes, so number one is talk to lead. But number two is urgency for appointment because the um, I think it's just mostly for agents that have been in the business longer, right? Like, or maybe it's just in the CVAC team where we were teaching how to build rapport on the phone, right? Like how important, which is the opposite of set the appointment, right? Like people think, okay, because because what we set what we see when we're listening to agents that are losing. They're saying things like, are you pre-qualified? Or they're so, saying things like, what questions do you have about the house? Right. Like, like, like you've never been to the house. Why are you even asking them that question? Right. Because just, it, 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 you know, there, there's the reality, I guess that'd be, let's throw out number three. Number three is talk less. Well, yeah, but number three <laughs> is that more than 50% of the leads, when you pick them up in all of these scenarios, think that you're the listing agent. 
I think that that this is an industry wide. I think it's a joke that we let that you know because it's clearly if we were consumer oriented, wouldn't the consumer get to talk to the person that knows the most about the house? But unfortunately, in the system we have is that but you have to understand that all of the leads think that you know a lot about the house so why even try and go there you know that's i mean not that this podcast is about that debate but that is the debate is what if the listing agent isn't available what if let's the ask you a great question for Justin. available let's uh, let's ask them do you think raul do you think carlos do you think David, right? Elise, Faye, you know, Ron, uh, you know, Ruth, everybody out there. So do you think that, because what we're seeing is the people don't wait. If If the listing agent is available, they just call the next person that will take them to the house. But because we're seeing more than 50% of people think they're talking to the listing agent, if, what's your question? What's better? Connecting them, because if the listing agent isn't available, you then find the next best alternative, right? And so then if the system of finding the next best alternative actually creates a better consumer experience because somebody is available right then to talk when the consumer wants to talk, oh, that's, that's the logic that they went to on why not to wait for the listing agent. So it's better to be available but, but but to me that just it, I mean in this case we're serving the consumer so I get it but it's kind of funny because I, I I laugh about this a lot is agents or sellers often say well I want you to answer my call whenever I call and I'm like so you want to work with somebody that's new because they're the only one that are not busy so they're available to take your call but then they don't have a good answer for you like I thought you wanted to like, oh, like, oh. like, are you willing to wait? But at this level, they're not willing to wait, right? So, but, I, I, but I, hold on, I have a solution. Let's real quick, just because this is a hot topic, I want to get to everything. But let's take a really short commercial break, you guys. And we got to get our plug in. Hold on, we'll be right back. At what point are the realtor associations going to make ethical violations public? We think it's crazy that a realtor can be found guilty of an ethics violation, but no one knows about it. We're doing more harm than good by guarding the bad players from being exposed. Real Estate Leopard seeks to change this with the public display of all ethics complaints. Go to realestateleopard.com today and pledge your support. Thank you for hanging out with us. I really appreciate that. Let's get, let's talk. So Jeff, so what you're saying is that like on websites, it should say who the listing agent is with contact information because that's first and best. Well, if you go to the- And then underneath that, maybe we have a list of agents who have opened the lockbox. Ooh. Well, yeah, I have an idea. Actually, um, you know, I had an idea that when they were talking about the Uber of real estate, I thought that- it should ping the person that lives closest to that house, right? Because then they, they could at least like... Oh, you could see their little cars on the map yeah, that's it, close to it, the property? Yeah. And then yeah, the car yeah, like yeah. turns around yeah, and comes Because at least that, that person could yeah. go in the house and go my, like, okay, my, well, my you know, like, if, if we were focused on customer service, that would be the second best option is talk to someone that could then walk in the house and then answer, you know... Video chat with them right yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. Or meet them at the property right, right then. Exactly. 
So number three, though, is I don't know that we thought that before with Zillow and how clear cut. And I think it goes to the volume of leads that we get. Because I think of an agent like Carlos is getting one lead or two leads. 10 leads a month. He doesn't even think about it, right? But when I listen to 50 calls in a row, it's overwhelming. Oh, my God, all these leads. I think they're, they're, they're all looking for the, the list. They want to talk to the, the person that knows the most about the house. Right. And that we're, the, the, we're broken as an industry to think that it's, is it better? I don't think, it, I don't, I mean... Here, well, I mean, the thing is, is we would, you know what, if we were, here's what, Zillow consumer, has taught us, yeah. here's what Zillow has taught us about lead conversion is instead of talking about the house that you don't know anything about, set the appointment, something that yeah. you can talk set about with the, certainty, set the I can meet you there at yes. 4 p.m. today. That's I can. Yes. That's right. And there are great questions that we can get answered. I want you to come to the house with all of the questions that you have so that we can get them all answered for you. What time would you like to see it? And you you move the conversation from trying to answer questions about a house you don't know anything about to schedule the appointment. Yeah. Right. And I have talk less on my list of one of the things that Zillow has taught us about lead conversion. All right. Five is talk less. Because when you have agents that are like, oh, I, I still hear it. What would you like? What questions do you have about the property? Why are we asking that? No, talk less. When would you like to see it? Okay, great. What what caused your what was it about this house that caused you to reach out and, and, okay. and ask well, us about it? Okay. What was the price? It was the area. Okay, great. So if I have other how if I have other homes. So talk to lead, but talk less. Talk less. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep well, it. But, I want to I want to give a stat to everybody in the crowd. So because this is mindset. This is number four about talk less, which was number five, or was it sure. something else? Okay. So number four mindset. I didn't realize how often. I lose because we were talking too much and we weren't setting the appointment. So our stats are right this week. I'll give real stats. So this week we set appointments with 63% of the leads in the last 20 leads. Okay. Okay. When someone spoke outside of setting the appointment, they set a lead 12% of the time. So 50% of the time, you don't get to meet with the peer person. But just so you know, if you don't meet with the person, if you're not talking to that, because if you don't, because if you... It's hard to sell a house to somebody you don't meet with. Right. Because you you talk to them on the phone at that appointment, but you never get to talk to them again. So why we said talking to the lead is you have to do things that stop you from meeting with them again. You have to, to, to not say things that they will cause them to be disinterested in you. And those things are things like, you know, are you qualified? Um, you know, what, what, when do you think you're going to move? Yeah, but see, like, dude, like, may, may I make a comment? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. You know, I, I run my team too. So it's me and, and five more, but in my conversion to, to, to the appointment is, 95% versus theirs is 47, but I get an appointment. I, I you know, introduce myself and, and say, so I see that you're looking at one, two, three, but Manana Street, when would you like to go and see it? This afternoon? I set the appointment in the first minute and I get it. Then I I, I, I ask why, what did they like about the property? And, and you know, it, have I asked all the questions? I don't keep too long there. I don't talk about too much either, but I do get that appointment set right in the first minute. 
But that's why you're successful, right? Because you're setting the appointment. Thank you, Raul. And nobody follows that. You know, you tell them, you tell them, and, and they kind of talk and they forget about it. They can't help it. it. Yes. It just goes down. Th that appointment rate goes down past that that minute. I mean, you do have the one that says, oh, I'm not in town. It's okay. So let's do a solo, uh, you know, uh, you know. Here's what's changed. Here's what's changed. Raul, what year did you get your license? My what? Your real estate license. What year? 2010. 2010. All right. Jeff, you remember in 2003 when you got your license and you would go to classes on um, how to be a real estate agent, they would tell you things like, don't waste your time with somebody that's not pre-qualified. Yes. They would say, don't get in your car to go to a house to open up a door if they don't have a pre-qualified, if they haven't talked to a lender and you know they can buy. That's the biggest thing that has changed is that you have that old school mindset of don't waste your time with somebody that's not pre-qualified that's still grilled into a lot of people's heads where they don't want to, they're not going to get their butt out of their chair to go open a door if that person can't buy a house. And that's what has changed is that now we are seeing teams and agents be willing to waste their time, energy, and effort to get face-to-face -face with somebody to then have the conversation of whether they can buy or not, rather than just dismissing them or asking them on that first phone call. Yeah. Agreed. And thank you, Katrina, for nodding. I know that that is a big thing that used to be out there and it was so prevalent. Don't waste your time with them. And you can go to conferences today and you can still hear that. But what we're seeing from the highest converting people right. is that you, you get lucky You win. and you don't know which ones you're going to get lucky on. Yes. So you, don't try to pick ahead of time. Right. So stop thinking that you're wasting time. Even if you have to go for an appointment that you don't think is going to turn into a sale, because we're seeing, I mean, we converted one that was a, you know, $700,000 sale that ended up be, being two seven. We had ones that they call about one thing and they're looking for their aunt and then somebody else shows up. The amount of deals that are created by you going out to meet with people that like we had an agent that went to meet with somebody that we didn't know if that person was qualified or not. The agent shows up 20 minutes ahead of the appointment to look at the house. And somebody walks along the street and says, hey, are you an agent? And the pe person that walks along the street is the one that made an offer on the property, not the person that they met there for an appointment. That doesn't happen if you ask them if they have a prequal form ahead of time. But the mindset changes, you have to be customer service oriented enough to think my goal is just to show you that house. I don't care what's going to happen. And what do you know? Your business triples. Like it's weird. It just, yeah. it, it's, that's why I call it mindset because you feel like you're wasting your time because you've been told if you, uh, if they're not pre-qualified, if they, the, I'm not going to buy this house. I'm going to, but the, th the reality is, is that I think the point to be made is that property level leads are where you should spend all of your time. Well, if you can, of course. Well, there's 140 million leads told you that there's, because we're seeing, because these leads are at the property level, right? You're talking open house leads. You're talking, right, you're talking our digs leads. You're talking about property level leads are way, are the odds. I mean, because we're converting Zillow leads okay, at so 6.2%. Yeah, but that's that, like, the internet lead that's like saying listing leads is all you should spend your time on. That, that's wonderful to say. But how do we create those? Can everybody do an open house? Yes. Property level lead. They so yes. But uh, our digs creates property level leads, or in this case, Zillow. But I'm talking about Facebook leads. I'm talking about Instagram leads. All the all of the talk on the the podcast is 
Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. And like the reason why we dangle carrots to these non-property level leads is so that we can convert them into a property level lead. Yes. Right. If you have somebody that's looking in North Scottsdale for 800,000, four bedrooms, three bath with a pool, that's not a property level lead because they don't have an address. But then it's up to us as lead converters mm -hmm. to turn that into a property level lead. And how do we do that? We go find the properties that fit their criteria and we dangle those carrots. And when they say, when they respond to one of those videos that you send them that says, oh my God, look at this kitchen at 850. I've never seen so many Viking stainless steel appliances in this neighborhood. And, they're, and they ask you the next question, boom, you go for the appointment. When would you like to see it? I'm actually at the house. I'm going to be at the house at three o'clock tomorrow showing another client. Are you in, are you in the neighborhood? Well, I mean, it's it the reality is that most agents want to do everything from their office and that, you know, by setting the appointment, you're out and then all of a sudden you create more business because that's a lost art is that we're supposed to be in the field while we're out previewing homes as you get lucky by these other things, but you don't get lucky sitting at, at your desk, right? Like nothing, the business doesn't happen along. Yeah. So. It doesn't matter how hard you stare at your phone. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> ring. Yeah. Come that's on. By yeah. people you want to ring. Yes. I ahead. think that's the first question I ask a Zillow lead. I say, this is David, your Zillow premier agent. I see you're looking at one, two, three Main Street. When do you want to go see it? Awesome, Dave. Yeah. Great Same. job. Same with Raul. Yeah. No, and I don't give him my I don't give him my choice. I make the appointment and I bring two similar properties to show him besides every that time one. you got to bring the similar Absolutely. properties. They, they come with that one. Awesome. Good job, guys. I right. think that that, you know, look, I last week in our podcast, we talked about what I learned from sales from Grant Cardone, right? How we can take what we learn from somebody who's clearly successful at sales. I don't care who you are. Zillow clearly is successful at sales. They sold people zip codes. They're the, they're the first ones that I figured, that, like, did you know that 100% could be 300, 300% equals 100%? They taught you different math. They I taught agree, me different yeah. math, right? Yeah. Where I didn't know that you could do that before. Like clearly Zillow is good at sales. And so when they get into this program of this referral fee model, their business is to help us agents get better at lead conversion. And that's what we're bringing to you guys today. And obviously David and Raul, you guys are on that same program where let's pay attention to what they say. Let's pay attention to how much attention they put on us when it comes to what we're doing with their leads and then apply that same level of attention to our other lead sources when we're giving them to our team members. Okay, I got another one along that line. So number seven, if you're not free in the next three hours, they're gone. Meaning that agents thinking that, okay, you're out of town. I'm going to book the appointment for when you come into town in 10 days, right? Like that was a normal thought. But the reality is they're going to... They, they're the the people are not patient no like like, like like the right so i even see leads when the agent sets them four days out and five days out that that appointment doesn't happen because they want what's i mean i we have, i'll get like let's do a story so i was listening to a lead and our agent it was about 11 o'clock and the, the lady's looking at a house for 350 out in um out in avondale Okay, so she's looking for a house, which is a long way from us, but he lives out in Avondale. It's close to him. It's 20 minutes away or 15 minutes away for him. So he gets the lead and she says, I want to meet at four o'clock. Or he says, can you meet at four o'clock? And she says, no, 
I'm pretty close to the property, which, I mean, I feel like she was sitting at the house, yeah. right? Like she was yeah. on Zill talking to him about the house she's sitting outside of. Like, when can you be here? Yeah. But you have to be conscious that if you set the appointment too far away, because that used you. Used... Do you remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Of course. Was the girl's name that ate the blueberry, was her name Violet? Mm -hmm. Yes. And Violet, I Violet want it now. Violet. I want it now. That's Baruka. Oh, that's Baruka. Yeah. I want. What's which one was Baruka? She was the the redhead, snotty, I want it now. and I want it I want now. The golden egg now. Yes, yeah. that is what. That's what these property level leads. We're going to call number seven Baruka. Baruka. Baruka is yes. our best client. <laughs> but the funny thing is, the agent was like, "Ah, oh, you know, well, uh, I'll get back to you." Fail. And 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 then it, like to me that doesn't turn into a sale. That doesn't turn into a sale. Because I like I'm listening in the call and she's like, well, there's another one I want to see too. And I'm like, the reality is that you he needed to set that up. He needed to change his calendar. All right. He needed to change his appointment. I don't care if you need to get your hair done. If you want to sell more houses, you have to be aware of this and then you have to respond yes. and set the appointment like i'll be there in an hour i'll be there in two hours like you 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 don't own that the point of it is when you're on you're on and that you have to be customer service oriented to get that lead what's her name baruka 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 v? with a v all right yeah. i have a oh yeah there she is <laughs> yes. uh, thanks baruka. adam baruka oh look showing it to yes <laughs> um i've got another i want it now yeah. And I, want, I it want it now. Okay. Um, so I think about excitement level when I think about that. And that it's hard to get excited about a house you know nothing about. No, I'm talking oh. about from the lead. Okay. Right? Like the lead, there's there's two things that can happen for a lead to meet you. One of them is they can get excited about a property and ask you about it. The other one is you can get them excited about a property and then them want to see it. It takes more time, energy, and effort for you to get somebody excited about a property for them to be willing to come and meet you. But what happens with these property level leads is when they're searching and they find a property, their excitement level goes up to the point that they're willing to meet a stranger at a property to see it. And if you're not available right then and their excitement level falls back down, the amount below the line oh, of being why, willing to meet a stranger, the amount of energy and effort that it takes to get their excitement level back up is so hard that what do agents do? Give up. Give up. They do yeah. nothing. No, they don't it, follow it, up with it, it. it. Yeah, it's well, here's the other thing is, is once you talk to a lead, if you don't set the appointment, your ability to reset the appointment gets harder because they know that they spoke to you and you didn't deliver them what they wanted. And that was Baruch Assault. Right? Well, and, with, and with Zillow, they have the option, will you continue to work with this agent? You can lose them. If you lose them, there's gonna, there's 20 other agents. I hope you guys can hear Lena coming in. Lena, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, Lena said Zillow gives them the option of, do you work with this? Do you wanna work with this agent? They ask in the survey questions, do you wanna yeah. work Yes, but if you did a good job on that three, four minutes you talked to at the end of it. Oh, they're yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you can sync the relationship. You send them, you send them a little thing that they're going to click. I'm going to be sending you something. Can you please uh verify that way I can also see what else you have that you you've been looking at? And and most of the times they'll click it. Now that they're 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 with you. I've got well, I've got I, I actually one. think I'm seeing that more and more. Is the funny thing is when you set the appointment. 
they I feel like they stop looking. Mm-hmm. No, you text them your information, and then when you say when you send them your information, let me know if you find any okay. other addresses the, the fire, that you want to the, see. For, the fire, they stop looking for an agent. That's what I mean. They stop for houses. No, no, no. They never stop looking for houses. But right. I, I think they give you the when you set the appointment. They called you at least like because the hard part is the agents say, "Let's just talk about this, right?" Well, Phil, I don't want to lie to them about what. That, of course not. That that I'm not the listing agent. Yeah, but you work with listing agents, don't you? Right. You work with. You're going to have to work I, with the well, listing well, agent. Right, but, 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 but well, here's the thing: is my favorite thing is always I, I go to parents because lots of people have kids, and I'm like, you know, when your five year old asks you, "Are you going to die?" Do you turn to your five year old and go, "Yes." <laughs> it can be at any moment. Only if you want them to cry. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is we see in other aspects of our life that we, it's just, when do you tell them the truth? And in this case, the truth has to be when you're, when they pulled up to the house and you get out of the car to show them is when you got the call from the other agent. Because the reality is, is this has nothing to do with the sale. It's about the appointment. It's about the well. The thing so you is, mean, is, so you're withholding information. Like, what do you mean? No, you no, know, it's not withholding. I'm not, truth? No, but I'm just saying that that's this is it's just, no, no. Selling. It's just that you're just you're selling. You're, you're this is a sales opportunity, and they're gonna go with the agent that actually shows them the house, whether that agent's the because li- none of the agents are listing house or agents that they're talking to. The leads are not talking to, so. Only the successful agents that can work through that are selling houses, right? So, because they're not meeting with those people and therefore they're not selling houses. And um, it's just, unfortunately, the industry has put us in this situation. Zillow has put us in this situation. Any, whoever created the IDX agreement to send all of our listing leads to other agents has created that dilemma. And unfortunately, the ones that are succeeding in the industry are the ones that are setting the appointment. And then at some point, not at the first call, telling them I'm not the listing, you know, like it's just what it is. Unfortunately, it's just, we're, we're put in a tough situation. But we don't tell I people actually, we're the listing agent. We, we never we, say we that. We never, we never say never we're the listing agent. Yes. No, you, you give the impression that we're lying to them. We're I'm not lying to them. We do. I work with the listing agent. Right. That is what we I say. work with the listing. Are agent. you the listing agent? No, but I'm going to work directly with the listing agent. What you time would you like to see? What um, point is that you cannot say that you're not the listing agent, right? Like the Zillow lead convergence, cannot, you cannot say I'm not the listing agent. That you have That's to true. say I, don't I say. work with the listing Let's agent. Let's take it one step further, and you don't say things like I know nothing about. I know less about the house than you do. What time would you like to see it? <laughs> You know, I use a different tactic on on the whole when they ask me if I'm the listing agent or not. I explain to them, at least in the state of Texas, um, I explain to them the difference between a buyer's agent and a, and a listing agent. When I tell them anything you tell the listing agent is considered is not considered confidential and their fiduciary duty is to the seller, whereas Zillow, who works with a network of buyers, I'm a buyer's agent. My fiduciary duty and responsibilities and confidentiality is to you. It favors you to work with me. That way you have more negotiation power. Then right there, instant, they stay with me. And they stop asking about the listing agent. Fair, Carlos, but I'm going to guess that your appointment rate is probably less than Raul's 95%. And that's what, when we talk about talking less, 
That's yeah, what I'm I, talking about. Mine, mine's about 80. But I mine's about I, 80. I, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I can get into one on that first call. Yeah, that's if one of our agents woods. Yeah, one of our agents gets into agency on that first call. I'm going to be like, why did you even go down that path? The appointment yeah. rate drops by 50 percent. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish well, I don't bring that up at all. If we could write it, the rules, Carlos, that's what that's, that's what, what, that's what, what we say, say, but we're not. That's what we're just talking about. What we learned, right? Okay, Jeff. Uh, I, I to me is I want them to meet me because I know that once they meet me. Forget about it. Nobody's going to meet chance. me. If they meet me, they're going to want to work with me. Right. Because most likely 90% of the, that house is not the one you're going to sell them. So I want, they need to like me. Yeah. They're always bummed that he's married so, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy, um, Carlos. Katrina, I respect. Attaboy, fact, Raul. Sorry. Raul, Katrina, I respect the fact that you unmuted yourself. Let's hear it. Chime up. I guess my question is, how are you guys setting appointments on listings that aren't yours without making the contact and setting up the appointment? And you're doing this all in a three-minute phone call um, from time you get the Zillow lead to you're setting an appointment that you don't even know if you can actually meet. Could you address yep. that? Please? No, that, that is great. And that is, the, that is the bridge. That is the mindset. The reality is, is you have to be comfortable with the idea is that it's okay to change the appointment. Mm -hmm. Like to me, you're, 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 you're only prospectively setting the appointment until you confirm. Cause you still say, cause no matter what, they know that you have to make the appointment with the seller. So you just would contact and say, the seller can't let me in till three 30. Like if you set the appointment yeah. for two, like you just have to set the appointment and then you, cause setting the appointment stops them searching for an agent. Let's make sure that we repeat that. Set the appointment so because that buys you time to figure out when you can actually meet with them, even if it's not at that house, if it's at a different house. Right. Because often it, we're using uh, what Rule said is if you're if you then had a chance to you called that and they're like, I can't let's say you set the appointment for three o'clock. So you find out that that house you can't get into to four o'clock. You just call them back and you say, you know what? I have three others in that area that I can show you and we'll get to that one last. And then by the time you get there, oh, you know what? It's sold, right? You know I mean? Whatever well. it is. But the point is, is that you just, you, it's better to set the appointment for two to four hours ahead of the time and they're okay with you changing it. Right. Did that answer your question? Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Thank hey, you. Hey, Anyone hey, else? I, in, I mean, here in the, I mean, I don't know if everybody's here from Phoenix, but you know that most of the times they're calling on something that's already pending UCB, but I'm not going to tell them that. I'm going to make the appointment. And if I can show the UCB, I'm going to show the UCB. If I if it's a pending, I'm going to send the appointment through the, through the, uh, show the, yeah. yeah. And they're going to decline me. So I'm going to meet them there. I'm going to show, I got declined, but I brought two, three other properties. Uh, similar or identical to this one. Yeah, we have not had, had the challenge of the people being totally upset. I mean, there's always the there's only one upset customer. Yeah, one yeah. out of a hundred. The guy's like, "Well, I only want to buy that house." But the reality is, is in this marketplace, if you have that attitude, you're going to lose a lot because the houses sell so freaking quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. On my list, Jeff, the last one that that came to mind was the fact that. One of the things that we've learned from Zillow Flex lead conversions is surveying every single one of our clients. 
because Zillow surveys all of the leads after the agent interacts with them and asking them how they did, right? A series of questions. And when we started to see that and the rest of Zillow score, what did we start to do? Survey all of our clients. Survey all of our clients. Why? Because this business, because the business of sales and marketing isn't about being unique 100% of the time. Sometimes this business is about benchmarking, also known as copying what other successful people are doing and implementing that into your business in other ways as well. And when Zillow started reaching out to every single one of those leads asking how our sellers were doing or how our agents were doing, we started reaching out to every single one of our closings asking how our agent was doing. The fact of the matter is, is that when we learned that every client was going to be reviewing us, whether we had a choice or not, our service improved. Right. Fact. Yes. Fact. I mean, that's the one I'm going to end on because that is, that is amazing because now we have to be more accountable, accountable for our actions. And we have to be thorough and we have to do things that we don't want to do, but that is customer service. Yes. Before they surveyed everybody and, and the lead said, I'd like you to show me that $17,000 piece of lot an hour and a half away from your house. Our agents would laugh. Yeah. Go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And now we know and, you got to get in the car. And now we set the appointment. But our our internal review of the clients is 92%. We're in the top 1% in, but it is, when we started though, we were in the 80s in, or yeah. even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So paying attention, giving. All right. So uh, if you uh, like what you're hearing, please give us a review or share it with a friend to get out there. We're always looking for great feedback from our clients. You guys, thank you for participating. Happy Thursday. Good night, Seattle. <laughs>